if you could choose any superpower, uh, what would it be and why? Should I go first on Yeah. I would say the first thing that came to mind would be to be able to move from place to place, like in an instant. Nice. But I think it's a, it's a bit boring because it's just because I hate traveling. <laughs> so I would be very, uh, very lucky to be just able to instantly move somewhere. For me, uh, probably forecasting. Um, not like everything, but at some point even, I, it would be a, a good skill, especially in business world. <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. Welcome to season two of Altier Stories. My name is Alexi and I'm here with my co-host Hilla. You will hear more stories from setbacks to victories and everything in between. This season our guests include both Altoyes alumni as well as other inspiring people who share an entrepreneurial mindset. All right. Thanks for coming to our podcast for the first episode and uh, we could begin with the uh, introduction round so would Tina want to introduce yourself first and uh, um, what's your background in ALTES and uh, what have you studied and done after ALTES? Yeah sure so hi everyone my name is Tina and uh, I'm I was in Alta ES from 2016 until 2018. Um, so been part of many different projects. And then on 2018, uh, I was the president of Alta ES. And from school side, I have my background in business. So still doing my master's in the Alta Business School, uh, trying to finalize them. And uh, also now I'm working in a uh, German Finnish startup uh, in portable power systems in the energy field. So I think that's in that's in short. Yeah. And then uh, Anna, would you like to? Yeah. And thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Anna. Um, I was also active in Aldo S community during the same year than Tina. Um, I was part of the uh, Heldec project back in then. And currently I'm working at CGI, which is among the largest ITM business consulting service firms in the world. I'm working as operations lead for one of our business units. Well, what would you say were the most valuable learnings that you got from Alto ES or the projects you worked in in Alto ES? That's a, that's a really good question because I feel like I've learned so much from, from my years in LTS and from the whole community. But I think it might sound like a very, maybe even like a boring one, but for me, it has definitely been the courage to do things. So kind of like just that overall mindset of whether it's like calling a partner for the event or doing just something that you have never done before that that has been like the biggest learning and it has mainly been due to Alta ES that it has really pushed me outside of my comfort zone and really got me to do things that I've never done before. So I think that must be the biggest one, but but overall I've learned so much from the community and from the from all the work and I think I think many of the people in our community say this a lot, but 
it's kind of like the more you give in, the more you get out of it. So, so going by that, the options are or the opportunities are limitless that you can learn. It's just about like how much you give give for the community. Yeah, I agree with Tina with those. Um, but also like um, we somehow always managed to find a way for all the challenges that we had, uh, whether it was like technical or operational, like whatever. Um, all the people just seem to have like the same kind of a mentality that like for pu- pushing things forward. Um, but also another example is uh, fast decision making. Uh, since there were no like um, standardized rules or processes or anything, uh, but and also we needed to get a lot of activities done in a very short time, we had to learn to make uh, fast decisions in a very short time and trust our intuition. Yeah, many good points. Mm, if we think about the time before you became part of Altius community, uh, how did you initially end up in the Altius community? Um, I had heard about the community uh, from a friend of mine, so I knew a little about Altius in advance. But the breaking point was when I saw a video in social media where actually Eko, who was leading one of Altius Project Heltec, back in then was sitting in sauna Uh, talking about Heltec, and probably he mentioned uh, in the video that they were looking for a marketing person to join their team. And then, so I contacted him, we met in person, and that's how it all started. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't even remember the video. Yeah. Maybe Waitley. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, for me, it was actually, I had just started uh, studying in the business school in 2016, And it was maybe the next week from the orientation week or like, I don't know, first or second week of school. Uh, and I ended up at so- uh, at Startup Sona. So I was the person who was going to all of these, uh, I don't know, open night events or things like this to figure out what you can do in school. And it was definitely the whole like atmosphere and the people at Startup Sona that got me interested and was kind of like that okay, these people are doing something cool and they had like just a great atmosphere of energy around those people. So that really got me interested in the in the stuff that was going on in the community and what it uh, got me to join. Uh, and then you joined Fallup, but uh, after you volunteered in Fallup, how did that inspire you to apply to become the president of uh, Altaïs? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question. And actually, uh, we had uh, three of us leading fall up that year. It was 2017, and actually, all three of us uh, applied in the board. So <laughs> something went right there. But um, but it was it was a long project. So we we did fall up together with Alexia and Laura for nine months almost and it was it was such a roller coaster and a lot happened and we just really the whole follow-up team like put so much effort into the project and I think that was like one of the major things so it again showed that how these like this community attracts those great people who are willing to put so much into these projects and really put their self on like on the line and and do amazing stuff. So I think that was kind of like the first kind of like kick that 
told me that I should maybe continue in the community. And then overall, it was just I felt like I hadn't learned enough. So there was still things for me to learn and things I could give for the community. So that was the final push that, yeah, stay for another year. Yeah, sounds good. What do you feel? What has been the impact that uh, being active in the LTS community has had in your own lives after the time you spent in LTS? Like in your careers, for example, or in other parts of your life? Yeah, I have one uh, example for this. I was working as project manager um, at CTI. And for the process, uh, our team created a mobile application for Sideways Festival. Um, we had extremely tight time schedule with the uh, team because there was only five weeks left before the event, uh, before the uh, event when we started. And the days and weeks were probably as hectic as in the Aldo ES environment and in Heldec, since, as we all know, it is a very hectic environment uh, in general. But I think now afterwards that it was a very good thing that I had this experience from Aldo ES and from Heldec that we can get almost anything done we want, yeah, even though it's a short time period. And since there was this kind of a quite similar experience, which had gone well. What about you, Dina? Yeah, actually, I think the first thing that comes to mind, especially for people who maybe think that they want to work in a startup in the future. So I'm right now working in a startup that is like completely outside of this ecosystem or this community. Uh, and I've just noticed in my work, I've worked there for, I don't know, 10 months now. And in many things, I'm actually finding myself in situations that I'm like, okay, d- don't you know this about the Finnish startup ecosystem? Or or isn't this like obvious that things go in this way? Or isn't this like clear that she is the person we should contact in this? And I just find those situations on a daily basis that you just learn also so much about the whole startup ecosystem in, in Finland, especially that you are in an advantage uh, if you want to work in a startup in the future or if you want to found your own. So I think, yeah, I think that is kind of like the, maybe one of the biggest, uh, what was the question <laughs> exactly? <laughs> like what kind of impact has being an yeah. member or active had yeah. in your life or has it changed your maybe philosophy regarding yeah. life? Have you uh, maybe understood something from different pers- perspective or? Yeah, because then I would also like to build up on that, what Anna said. So kind of like overall that mindset that you can do anything and you can do it in a very short time. And it's just like... Try it, fail fast, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's especially because everyone is so young that you might have that, that you're not really sure of what you're doing or don't really maybe trust your skills, but still it isn't really visible in this community. So everyone just goes and do stuff. And usually it turns out pretty great. So I think that like in the mindset change has been obvious, which is probably for many in this community. Yeah, yeah and I think that yeah, it is probably because when you're part of Aldo, yes, um, the project that w- when you're working with the project, you may not even have a time for questioning like 
am I able to do this or should we do this? Because you just have to do it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and speaking more of your careers, we can like start with you, Tina. Was it like a clear path after Alta ES to go work in a startup? Yeah, yeah. I was um, already before uh, I joined Altias and came to Alto. I was working for a small entrepreneur, so I had interest towards entrepreneurship. But then I really didn't know even what is a startup. So then in my years in Altias, it really uh, showed that this is actually the environment that I want to work in, or found one day my own. So. Yeah, for me, it was pretty clear to that I want to work in a startup. And it's especially that sort of environment that you are able to build so much on your own. Uh, and well, basically, no one's telling you what to do or how to do it, maybe. And I feel like that is for my personality that I'm able to learn the most in that that sort of environment. And your story, Anna, is a bit different. You joined a like big corporation, global corporation. And, um, How did you end up from Heltech, which, which is really close to the startup ecosystem, uh, into a big corporation? Yeah, that's a good question. Before I joined CGI, I had been working in a startup for more than half a year. So I have been also enjoying the benefits of a startup uh, environment, such as low hierarchy, lean process development, business operations and stuff. But I wanted to gain experience also from totally different kind of working culture. For example, from a a very financial strong company that has been founded more than 10 or even 20 years ago, since they are obviously doing something right. And I wanted to figure out what what was the key elements behind such company. CGI has been founded more than 40 years ago, and it has been also recognized as a very final so strong as well. I was also interested in IT industry in general. Hmm. What characteristics do you think that corporations have that could be useful also for uh, like entrepreneurs or for um, any like startup businesses, for example? Yeah, um, discipline, risk management. Corporation has already faced all the mistakes and based on those learnings, probably they have created practices on how to predict and avoid those mistakes later. For example, in sales, many entrepreneurs might in the first phase, you know, focus on everyone. And that's a common mistake. Instead of corporations, they have segmented clients. They have very practical steps on how to and and clear sales steps for each of those clients and this kind of stuff. That's one example. And what about the other way? What do you think that corporations could learn from like this entrepreneurial mindset or entrepreneurial way of doing things? Of course, a lot. For example, this kind of um, innovative working environment, like as, as we earlier said, also like this fail fast kind of a culture, probably communication in some cases might be faster. And also, of course, there are uh, benefits of this low hierarchy. Do you believe that uh, the kind of innovational touch to things that you may have built in like Altius and Heltech, has it uh, had any impact in the CGI projects or? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, this is a hard question since it can be hard to stay objective, you know, 
But of course, there are many projects. For example, when I started as CGI, I had already got the mindset that, hey, we can get anything done. I think uh, like uh, when I applied to CGI, I was working as a, like a marketing trainee and maybe usually most of the people uh, when they are uh, working as a trainee don't have those, hey, we can get anything done and I have this and this and this idea, let's go and get it, you know. But somehow I managed to have it because of all yes. <laughs> and then unfortunately some of them are confidential uh, internal project, but uh, it has been mostly like the mentality that, hey, never say no but in general it is like a lean method in process development and that kind of stuff yeah you two have very different career paths at this moment but you have come together to work on this project called fashion forward so can you talk about that a little bit so what is it Yeah, sure. So uh, Fashion Forward uh, is another nonprofit organization like AllTS, much smaller. (laughs) But uh, we founded Fashion Forward. There was me, Anna, uh, Melissa and Ella, uh, all old AllTS people. But yeah, we founded Fashion Forward in 2019. uh, And it was just idea. We all had interest towards more sustainable fashion industry and educating consumers on on the environmental impact and ethical social impact of the fashion industry and we wanted to do something in in that in that environment uh, and decided to put up a group of people uh, we've organized some some events just distributed information on on a topic that is important to us so yeah that's our little project next to our <laughs> real careers. <laughs> when did you found the uh, Fashion Forward movement or um, what do you call it by yourself? But yeah. When was it? Yeah, I, I like the movements uh, word. Uh, yeah, I think it was in September 2019. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, and then, well, Corona happened. So yeah. we haven't had <laughs> many events now, but... Um, we have some nice things coming up, like our own podcast. And yeah, just keeping people discussing about the subject, because it's a it's a very, very important subject, at least how we see it. And there's not really a lot of discussion in, in the in the Finnish uh, whole ecosystem about it. What is the like your ultimate dream or goal that you would like to achieve with Fashion Forward? make the fashion industry sustainable. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> do you Anna have um yeah, um uh for me I think it's also like um that we can we could provide a platform where people can get answers related to this topic and um from kind of a objective perspective and uh, of course we have made different kind of a collaborationships with um, for example Finnish sustainable brands and um, also Aalto University but I- if I have had some kind of a questions related to this and I have a google it there are usually a lot of information that might be related on some brands marketing or it's not that easy to find this kind of information so 
Yeah, definitely. And I think building building on that, because that's on a really good point, I feel like nowadays, especially in many different industries, many of us have that sort of like environmental anxiety, and then you really don't know what to do. And fashion is one of the biggest industries where consumption is driving all of our buying habits. And then you feel like you would need to be more sustainable, you would need to do better solutions or better find better options and then you really don't have any information so helping that process of of consumers doing better yeah yeah i think that's a really important and interesting topic also personally to me but if some of our listeners have like an idea like you had or like want to come up with some sort of is it an association or some sort of movement uh, like this Uh, what would be the practical tips you could give them, like how to proceed? Yeah, I think the easiest thing, if you have like any sort of idea, would be like the even easier solution or step from from like a organization is just to I don't know put up an Instagram page or like tell people about it, and then if you want to take it further, for example, Fashion Forward is. I don't know the word in English. It's RU, so it's like a established organization, like a nonprofit. So it's really simple to put up. Maybe a little bit more work uh, in the future, paper work wise. But it's it's like I don't know, hundred euros to put it up, and then you're an organization. But if you have any idea, I think what we've been also discussing a lot is just like testing. So put up an. I don't know, social media page or tell your friends about it and just like get interest around that subject. And then it's a movement. Yeah, actually, uh, that is uh, something that uh, some corporations does as well, that they are like A-B testing some kind of um, ideas or products even, that they are making a marketing campaign for some kind of a product. And then they try out like how many people get interested in it. And if many people get interested in it, then they will really start to <laughs> put effort on the product development. So, yeah. Do you believe that the learnings that you got from LTES benefited you in the founding process of Fashion Forward or some kind of like mindset related things or any? Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest is just that mindset shift that you are kind of like, okay, this thing isn't being discussed enough or this thing is very important to me and no one's doing anything on the like field. So then just take it on your own project and do something on that. So I think that was maybe the biggest mindset shift that was kind of like came so natural for all of us who've been involved in Fashion Forward from the day one that it's like, yeah, it's obvious. Let's found something uh, in the field if we want to do something about it. That's just like not maybe only talking about things, but actually doing something. It's the action. <laughs> yeah. If you think about the like base that Altius was built on, it was kind of the to shift those people's mindset regarding entrepreneurship. So it's um you're trying to uh, make the attitude change regarding fashion and. Uh, Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, because actually, well, I'm not the person to tell the story. Someone from far before me could tell it much more in detail. 
but it was in the beginning it was kind of like okay let's make this research or let's make this write this paper how we can bring more entrepreneurship in Aalto and in in Finland and then they were in I don't know somewhere in the US and they just said no don't write a paper do something actually that it's like the doing mindset it's a bit mm. cliche but I think it's really good yeah and I want to share also a, a story of my friend a couple of years ago she moved to London since she wanted to start her own company and she, she thought that he could never uh, she, she could never have started the company here in Finland because she thinks that here we might have in some uh, in somewhere this kind of a mentality that um, if you start something you have to 100% identify yourselves with it and you start to think like what what does other people think about this and if if this is okay and uh, this kind of a stuff but uh, also in London there are more investors and more <laughs> more probably possibilities but that was something that got me thinking about that um, I thought that here in Altvius community uh, we had this kind of a small London in here <laughs> that actually people doesn't think anything bad about uh, like any ideas or they are very supportive for each other Mm. so the community spirit is even the craziest ideas get support and yeah yeah Yeah. and i think that's what altos has basically done in the past like all the whole altos ecosystem and everything around it these movements that the mindset has shifted in finland as well Mm. yeah and then if moving on to the future, what kind of wishes or plans do you have for your futures? Yeah, for me, well, right now I'm I'm working in a startup whose mission I really believe in and, and I'm in a good place in career-wise and hopefully finalizing school soon. But especially in the future, I do know that I want to wanna build something of my own probably in the sustainable fashion uh, industry. So, yeah. Is there any steps that you want to maybe learn from startups or even a bigger corporations that how things are done or anything like smaller steps that you want to take? Yeah, I think especially like this is the first time that I'm actually working in a startup. I feel like I was such, in a, such a long time I was working at, like I was part of Altes, I was working at Maria Zero One, so I was doing all of those like supporting functions for startups. And now that I'm actually working in a startup, I noticed that there is a lot that you can learn from an early phase startup. Most crucially, maybe like just going through all of those steps that that you do when you're when you're an early phase startup and there's like tons of them but just seeing them or being part of them just helps you to get like a better understanding that what you need to pay attention to uh, in the future so and that was one of my like personal reasons why I wanted to join a startup to actually learn tones and well I think in our startups we also have a lot of our team have worked in bigger corporations before. So in some points, I've also noticed that we have that sort of uh, mindset, kind of like bigger corporation thinking as well. So that's been interesting to see as well, how the startup can also benefit from that 
mindset. I'm not sure did that make sense, but yeah, mm. sorry. But yeah, definitely, I believe in that, that if you want to found a startup yourself, then like being part of all ES or some sort of entrepreneurship society or working in a startup give you so much of understanding that how can you do it yourself in the future? Yeah. How about you, Anna? Any future plans or future steps that you're planning to make? Yeah. I'm also very happy with my current situation. I have also been interested in entrepreneurship, probably building own startups someday, but not sure yet about the industry. But I'm sure that I will be working closely with modern technologies in the future as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Considering these peculiar times, what kind of value does an entrepreneurial mindset bring to people? I think personally that it brings so much value. Like this, like this whole situation is so new and weird for everyone, and it's so hard on so many levels. But I think just having that entrepreneurial mindset and seeing those possibilities in the future just gives you that hope in every situation, but also that you see problems that we have at the moment and maybe start building your own solution to them. So kind of like giving that hope to yourself, but also building new stuff. I think very good example of this is actually Johannes and Henrik, who are from from 2018, were, were part in LTS and before that also, but they actually started their own startup called Droppe during these times. And it's actually helping to ease the situation for many people. So kind of like that mindset that you can actually fix some problems that that these things bring to us that are so out of our hands. Yeah. And then one bonus question. Is there some kind of resource like a book or a, an Instagram page or podcast or something that like really inspires you and you really like to like to consume? Podcasts, our upcoming podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also um, Rahapodi, that's one one of my favorites. What about books? There are. Well, I, I don't know, has this already been said in this podcast? Because I feel like this is such an RTS community book, but still the best book that I have read is The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Have you read it? No, I haven't read. I have Have read like 160 pages, so it's in the process at the moment. Yeah, Yeah. it's an it's a very easy book to read because it's such a kind of like not such a heavy reading, but I think it's 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 one of the best books that I've ever read. Yeah, and it kind of gives the perspective of things and uh, how to adapt to those situations. And uh, yeah, 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 definitely, and just about like overall about people and about situations and how to how can you be better in them but yeah, yeah. i don't know has that already been maybe said in the podcast on the previous season it's i feel like it's for everyone in this community it's there. and uh, what is the name of your podcast is it fashion forward or it's called muoti body muoti body okay yeah. it's in finnish so if if there's english only english listeners so sorry yeah and another book recommendation would be um, Everybody Lies, that has been written by uh, Google's data scientist. Uh, it tells about big data 
uh, new data and what the internet can tell us about who we really are. Great suggestions. Yeah. And we also have this Altoyes book club going on. So if you're interested in reading books uh, and discussing about them, you can join that. But thank you to our guests for joining us on this episode today. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having us.